1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. I'm looking at one of the more disturbing things I've ever seen on Twitter, and that's if you're a Bears fan, because the NFL posted something on Twitter called the five longest throws by air distance from week one. Hmm. And and here, I just saw one. Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett. In the air, 59 yards. Um, that would take Andy Dalton six throws, almost, to yes. get that far. Because he threw one pass, I think, for more than 15 yards uh, in the air. Uh, no, I don't think he attempted a pass more than 15 yards. You're right. The longest pass was uh, attempt was 16. Yeah. And uh, five of the 38 were from um, were 10 or less. Yeah. No, five of the 38 were 10 or more. So that means 32, 33, math, right? Um, 33 of them were uh, under 10 yards. It's like, yeah. come on. What yeah. what are you doing? Well, you talk- and I could probably have a decent completion. Oh, there's no right? doubt. Yeah, we can throw the ball that far. You know, okay. it may may wobble a little bit. Uh, we'll get right to you guys in a second. 312-332-3776. Hey, join Waddle and Sylvie and White Claw in Vegas for a football weekend. Listen on this Monday, starting at 7 a.m. We'll qualify a fan each hour with Captain Jay Hood, Carmen and Yurko, and Waddle and Sylvie. Then at 435, we'll read a name from all the qualifiers. You'll have 10 minutes to call back to win a trip for two in Las Vegas, October 8th through the 10th, you will stay at the Circa Resort and Casino. Waddle and Sylvia will broadcast live on Friday. On Sunday, you'll go to the game. It's sponsored by IDOT's LifeOrDeathIllinois.com. Listen to win all day on Monday from Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. And, again, if you just want to go to Stadium Swim, uh, just look it up on Google. Oh, and yeah, you'll want to be one of the people that gets a chance to go on this because... Uh, that resort looks unbelievable. Doesn't it, though? It just oh. looks like, you know, give me give me a drink with an umbrella in it and all my bets, and I'm just going to sit here for, you know, the next week. That wall of TVs around the pool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and they're and big... what a great trip. And, and hope, hopefully the Bears aren't looking for their first win because if they don't win tomorrow... Yeah. I know. I know. It's best case scenario would be two and two, and and again, most of us had the Rams winning that game, and they did. Yeah, but they don't beat the Bengals. Then you got your Browns, and then you're on the road to the Raiders, who completely found. I mean, how they found a way to win that game last week, I don't know. But that was the weirdest end of end of a game I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, just throwing it up in the air, and there was nobody else there. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Bear fan Bob, thanks for hanging on. What's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. Always a pleasure. Hope you get out and enjoy the day later on today. Yep. Anyways, you guys stole a lot of my thunder because that's a lot of things where I was going. You know, Fred, I'm going to answer your. I'm going to answer your question. The Bengals don't need a strong backfield because we can't throw the ball more than five yards, and we don't even know what yak yards is, which was one of my big issues uh, with that last game because I did think that game was right there for them. If they if the defense decided to play football, which they didn't do, as far as I'm concerned, you could cut that Bears backfield. Jackson, Quinn, Goldman, just go away and go away today and don't come back. Find some players who want to play football because it's not these guys. Anyways, if the Bengals want or if they if they're going to beat the Bengals, you have to get pressure on Burroughs. They got four receivers over there. They're all of them six foot or a little bit bigger. They're 200 pounds. They know how to run. They know how to catch the football, and they know how to run a pattern. Our guys can't do that. We can't call a play that can do that. So that's one thing. And if they don't get pressure on them, it's not going to happen. Our offensive line was okay. 
we got to run the ball. You're absolutely right about that. And use Montgomery more. You might wear out their defensive line, but their defensive line is pretty good. You know, I hope that uh, we can throw the ball more than five yards. I think maybe on the first set of downs, and I've screamed it on your show for years, on the first set, throw the ball deep and open this defense up and at least give yourself a chance. If it gets intercepted, okay. If it doesn't make it, okay. But at least you've opened up the defense and you've put them, put them on their back heels right away. And I think that will help a lot. You know, and when you're on the field, your offense, and you're in a good situation, put the correct personnel on to make a play. You know, I'd like to see a little bit more of Jimmy Graham out there. He knows how to run a little bit deeper than five yards and catch the football. He not be, might not be great at yak, but he, at least he can get you more than five yards on a catch. Guys, those are my those are my thoughts because we don't have all day. And have a great show. Always <laughs> Thanks, a pleasure. Bob. Thank Bob, you. Bob, appreciate it as always. And you bring up great points. And I understand people didn't like Jimmy Graham last year. You know what? He's got nine touchdowns. They threw to him, what is it, once? And he made that catch down along the uh, left side. And nobody could knock him down. There were three guys hanging on him. And he just stood there. And they finally blew the whistle. Um, they did throw the ball a little bit to Cole Komet. You know, Komet, the worst thing Komet did was make that once they got ball down. Start. Yeah, the fall. Well, start right off you the can't, bat. You have, you have a timeout it, it, that was so bears of last year. Yep. One, you know, usually you couldn't get a play call, then you call timeout, and then there's a delay of game or whatever, and then a false start after a timeout. Now and then here comes the interception. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you're right. It was so bears, and uh, that that's what made the thing really, really bad. Callers hanging there. I just want to play one cut because Bob brought it up, and um, we talked about it a, a little bit, and I had it written down here. Because Marquise Goodwin, one of the guys the Bears brought in because they're speed receivers, okay? Mm-hmm. Marquise Goodwin, Tamir Bird, they got this guy, Richard Perryman, another guy that's fast, and Mooney can run, all these guys. But you're having to run short routes, and you don't test a guy like Jalen Ramsey. And after the game, um, or actually during this week at practice, Marquise Goodwin talked about how, yeah, Jalen Ramsey's good, but you got to test him a little bit. I can't remember how much you actually saw him, but Jalen Ramsey is obviously a unique player. What kind of special? challenges does he present um as you mentioned he's a unique player all pro pro bowler um instinctive like especially in short spaces um and you know us not running past 10 yards that that fell right into his hand i feel like um but yeah i you know he i don't yeah yeah, I think he realized he said something he probably oh, shouldn't have. But you, you, the frustration is so palpable. <laughs> yeah, right? us not running more than 10 yards played right into his hands. Yeah, he didn't have to go anywhere. He didn't have to drop back or recover. Everybody's in front of him. And, and, then, he, and then he went on to say, you know, we we play, we we try to do the calls they bring, you know, they tell yeah. us to do. And then, and so here's the, the question. Can you open up the offense like Bob wants and everyone wants after seeing that on Sunday night? And have Andy Dalton actually put defenses on their heels and throw downfield, and also give David Montgomery more than seventeen touches. Right? Can can you can you have a big boy offense that establishes a run and opens up to the point where you can throw downfield and get some big chunk plays, some wild plays? Because again, Justin Fields preseason on leads in wild plays. Yeah. Andy Dalton hasn't had one yet. Yeah, so. I know. You know the part that bothers me? I mean, there's a lot of things that bother me when I watch the Bears. But when you watch the Bears, I've never seen a team in the NFL get beat by throws over the middle than the Bears. Uh, absolutely. Every single season. It used to be 
they would get beat, I mean, years ago, they'd get beat on swing passes, screen passes. The Packers used to beat the hell out of them with little screen passes, and there were guys out in front, they'd run for 40 yards, and the Bears would try it, they'd lose loss of two. They could never, ever do it. Now, it's passes over the middle. When I see a Bears wide receiver catch a ball in a slant route over the middle, I just say, hold it, there's got to be somebody else. There's somebody else wearing a Bears uniform because they just don't do it. Their play calling has been so brutal, and it's not just Matt Nagy. It's everybody before that, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like I mean, the, the offense, the, the offense hasn't Krupp, gotten here. You still want to run. Krupp, the Cooper Krupp play. Right? Oh, my God. I mean, and it's communication yeah. uh, problem. Well, that, that, I don't care if it's execution, communication, whatever it is. Yeah. How can that happen? Uh-huh. And, and, and then, you know, obviously not touching – yeah, you know, uh, Jefferson. Not he gets up and runs away. You can't have it. No. Nope. But but this is inexperienced secondary. Uh, who's going to be a nickel this this week? Uh, yeah, it's it's the defense has as many question marks right now as the offense in my mind, and that that can't happen going into the season. No, it had to be better, and it's not better at least through week one. Yeah, and that's and that's why your question: which play call are you more concerned with, Matt Nagy or Sean Desai? And by the way, the guy that played nickel corner, Marquis Christian, he wore number twenty three. They should have actually had his number changed in the off. I mean, because you've got Devin Hester, you got Jerry Azuma, you got guys that actually wore that number and busted right. their tail and played hard. Get that number off his back. Give it to somebody else. Because there's no, I'm sitting there watching, and he's on his ground, on the ground. He missed the tackle. He can't f- keep up with the guy. Oh my lord, it was so bad. Um, let's go to our guy Jim out in Aurora. Hey Jim, what's happening? Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. Yeah, Brian. Uh, I know last week uh, I called and said Dalton's going to run the game plan exactly the way they wanted him to, and he did. I he mean, did. Yeah. but unfortunately, yeah. it wasn't what the players wanted. It's what Nagy wanted. If you notice too, in the you uh, several of those plays right in the middle. Cole Komet was waving; he was wide open in the middle. Um, so I, they have to use. I mean, they used a high pick on Komet. They've got to start using these these high pick guys. Um, the other thing uh, you I, touched I, on it too. How does how does that happen in the secondary where they just let Jefferson walk in instead of just touching him down? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm with I'm with you because. To just go in with a game plan that concedes that we can't do anything against this defense, a white flag game plan, well, we can't test them because they, they don't allow anyone to do it. How can we do it? Well, that's a defeatist attitude. So, But Matt Nagy basically said that was the game plan, to dink and dunk, but yeah. we can't keep doing that. Okay, no. well, good for you. Now, if you do, you, the Bengals should allow you some opportunities to open up the offense. And, you know, the one thing last week, uh, the – over under on Bears points, uh, uh, Fred was 19, yeah. which was similar to last year. Week in, week out, we'd sit here and say, can they get 20 or more points? Tomorrow, over under Bears points, 23 and a half. Okay. That's still not a lot. No, because the league average is about 27, 28 last yeah. year. I don't know what it's going to be this year, but it's got to be better than that. they got to get 24 or more points tomorrow, or you're going to be 0-2. Yeah, it'll, it'll be brutal. Hey, Jim, you know, you watch you watch these games and some of the things they do just was ridiculous. The one thing, and you brought up a great point because Andy Dalton, people were criticized. I was doing the postgame show last week and they're ripping Andy Dalton. I'm saying, hold it. Andy Dalton basically ran what Matt Nagy asked him to run. And, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, between him and the offensive line, neither of them played that bad. No. 
Yeah, they were actually Except okay. Except for the, 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 well, the interception. interception. Right. That, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, it is. It, and, you know, you throw the ball over. I mean, I've never been a quarterback, so maybe there's a lot of people running around, I guess. <laughs> and and if you if you just touch Jefferson and maybe they hold him to a field goal and yeah. the whole momentum of the game changes right there. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, there's no doubt. Jim, appreciate but, uh, the call as always. Thanks a lot. Thank you, sir. Of- Speaking of field goals, fourth and 15, we're going for it. What are you doing? What I mean, are you doing? Yeah. I mean, what are you? And I tweeted out Matt Nagy coaches as if both he and his team are better than they are. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, four, we, we got to pick up one of those four. No, you, you, just take the points. I didn't have are a you, problem with any of the other fourth down no. attempts. Fourth and fourth four, and go ahead. 15. Fourth just and 15, kick the-, kick the field goal, cut it to 10. Yeah. You don't know what can happen. You still got 10 minutes to go in the game. But all of a sudden, his offense that couldn't throw beyond ten yards is going to pick up a first down on fourth and fifteen. Are yeah. you, again, yeah. he he doesn't lack for confidence, but it's no. so misguided. He really does believe that he's a great offensive mind, uh-huh. which has been very well hidden from us for the last three years. <laughs> yes, it has been very well hidden. There's no doubt. Uh, callers hanging there. We'll get right back to it. Uh, we will talk more Bears. They take on the Bengals, and also a uh, special. Um, thing going on this morning. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's Hubner and Hanley here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Bears and Bengals tomorrow. Jump on in. 312-332-3776. A lot of other things to talk about with the Bears as they get ready to uh, take on Cincinnati. Joe Burrow comes to town. We'll see if uh, Justin Fields gets more plays. Uh, he had five the other day um, in the in the loss to the Rams. It didn't surprise me, Brian, that he got on the field. I figured he was going to do it, especially after we saw in the last preseason game Kyle Shanahan do that kind of stuff with um, Trey Lance. Trey Lance actually scored the first touchdown for the Niners when they played their game against Detroit last week, and he's pretty much doing the similar thing. He's bringing him in for a play here and a play there. He only had four uh, plays, right, uh, Trey Lance, so yeah. actually one yeah. fewer. Yeah. But we talked about it because we saw that, and I said, we had a Twitter poll question. Uh-huh. You know, is that something the Bears should should consider? Right. Uh, uh, and then, and well, know, well, your third option was only if Kyle Shanahan calls the well, play. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. Um, because mm. it, it, there there is a time and a place. Yeah. And I know you said earlier in the show we can only work with. We're all frustrated if we're Justin Fields fans. Who sooner than later is the right answer, and you know would have been last week would have been fine with me, but. 21 of 32 first-round quarterbacks since 2011, you know, when they put in the uh, rookie salary cap, right. have started by within the first four weeks of the season. And I know initially the Bears' blueprint was he's not going to see the field at all. Well, that all bets that are changed. off now. Yeah. That changed. So the question is, will he be the 22nd of 33? Um, uh, because... If if that's the case, then obviously the the master plan didn't work out too well. If, right. If he's starting by week four, but again, Andy Dalton did not play. He did what was asked of him, which wasn't much. No. He had the big mistake in the end zone, which yep. can't happen because you're not good enough. Your margin of error is so slim. Yeah. He, he better he better not have those moments tomorrow because the fans are going to be ready to. to oh my God! Yeah. Yeah, good luck. I yeah, mean. and no matter no matter what Justin Fields says, when he runs out on the field, he's going to get booed. 
And not Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, right. no, yeah. yeah. And, and Justin Fields is like, hey, Andy's a human too. Please, you know, yeah. go easy on him. And I saw when, when they named Andy Dalton captain this week, and, and actually Montgomery was the offensive captain last week. They have one for special teams, defense, right. and offense. Right. And I said, well, maybe, am I reading too much into it? Maybe Montgomery, they're going to actually give him an opportunity. He'll make him captain and then give him five, you know, five handoffs or five yeah. carries. So, but <laughs> someone said, they're just setting up Andy Dalton to get booed more tomorrow. Here's your captain. You know, and, sure. Well, they go out there for the coin toss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his first mistake, those sixty thousand plus are going to be ready to say we, you know, start the chant again. We want justice. Uh huh. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. That'll happen tomorrow down the line around the lakefront at noon. The Bears. And the Bengals, we got our pregame show tomorrow morning with Jeff Miller, Deion Miller here on ESPN 1000. Now, right now at Soldier Field, there's some things going on. It's the Walk for Hope, the Walk for Help, Walk for Life, the ALS Walk uh, 2021. Uh, festivities are going on now. They got an opening ceremony coming up at 1030. And uh, the ALS Courage Award is going to be presented to Steve McMichael. And as we all know, um, I worked with Mago doing pre-games for years here on ESPN 1000. He is battling um, ALS. And um, Dion Miller from ABC7 had a chance to go on out and talk with him and his wife at their home. Uh, listen to this. This is Dion Miller at ABC7 talking with Steve McMichael. Four years ago, the ALS Association of Greater Chicago awarded former NFL safety Steve Gleason the Grid Iron Horse Award as he battled the disease. Former Chicago Bears Steve McMichael accepted on Gleason's behalf, never believing the incurable disease would be his story, too. Look at me and look how I used to be, denying wanting to be the poster boy for this. This is not the legacy I wanted to leave. McMichael became a fan favorite during 12 seasons with the Bears that included the 85 Super Bowl win, dismantling opposing quarterbacks with the same strength and intimidation he's now using to fight ALS. I've turned into from the entertainer to just somebody in the house, a fan. I'm so glad football season on. I get to sit here and watch games. You know, like I'd taken for granted and wasn't watching the sport like I used to. Don't take for granted what you got going on in your life right now because if you do later on in your life, you will look back and regret it. <laughs> you know what uh, invigorates me? From time to time, some Bible quotations go across my mind. Mm -hmm. Thy will be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Saturday, Mongo returns to Soldier Field for the 20th annual ALS Walk for Life, where he will receive the Les Turner ALS Foundation's first ever Courage Award. How much... Does he deserve a courage? Oh my God, he's the most courageous person I think any of us know. He's he's the best. He's a super sweet guy. You don't have to try to be courageous. You are. That's just inherently part of who I am. You know, I'm not going to go gently into that good night. (laughs) Rage against the dying of the light. That's courage. 
McMichael has been overwhelmed by the outpouring of compassion he's felt during this fight, and he couldn't financially do it without the benefit of both the NFL and the Bears. But he knows too many people battle without that type of support, so he's asking you to join him this weekend on the lakefront. Our own Phil Schwartz will emcee the ALS Walk for Life on Saturday. Details can be found on our website, abc7chicago.com. Dion Miller, ABC7 Eyewitness News. So that is going on this morning down along the lakefront. So a lot of people driving in um, and you wonder what's what's going on at Soldier Field today. That's exactly what it is. And if you get the opportunity, um, you know, you have everybody. A lot of times people at the end of the year have money. What are we going to send our money? The ALS uh, Walk for Life, not a bad way to do it. Such so. an insidious disease. Yeah. It, does, it takes everything but your mind. Yeah. And, and you to see a guy who whose strength uh, inside and out, his physical strength, but uh, his will, like he said, he was the entertainer. He was always on. Yeah. To 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 see him go, see anyone go through this. But and, yeah. and if you've de- dealt with it in your family or friends, it's 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 just there. But for the grace of God, go we right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, he's right. Don't take anything for granted. Yeah, I wrote Lord. that down. Don't take anything for granted because you never know. You, know? you never know. And he, you know, the whole thing about being courageous, and we talked about it with Sylvie having cancer, um, and I had cancer, and they always tell you, you know, you're so strong. You've got no choice. That's what you do. You know what I mean? You want to stick around as long as you can. And um, he also, if you if you had a chance to see it, just seeing his face light up. I know. When yeah. he said, I'm so glad football season's here because now he's got something to do. Um, and I'm sure he's watching football nonstop, probably hoping for his Texas Longhorns to do a little bit better uh, than they can. I didn't know Maryland beat them. That probably had to be a probably had to get a well, aggravated. And, and here's the thing, Fred. You know, he, he will tell you that his wife and his family and, yeah. and his support group yeah. are are stronger than he is. I mean, he'd be the first to tell you sure. the caregivers yeah. what, what they have to go through to get through each day. Um, it's yeah. just it, it's. It's a just it's it's unbelievable to witness, and you, I I wonder if I'd have that kind of strength. I know he says everyone does, and you say, yeah, but you know, well, I, I'm just amazed that people have that kind of strength. You're right. the The caregivers are. I've done it. It's not. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Right. And it's yeah, it's brutal. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The play that we were all talking about. Back to the old football from our other our buddy. Back to the football. Back to the old sports Um Our buddy Doug Buffon. Um, the play we've all talked about is when Van Jefferson catches a long pass, which by the way was also more than fifty yards. I think through mm-hmm. the air. Um, catches a long pass and uh, falls to the ground. And Eddie Jackson and Tayshawn Gibson basically run past him. Um, Eddie Jackson, from what I see, did not speak this week. Nope. No, but Tayshawn Gibson did, the other safety that was laying on the ground, and he talked about that play. I can tell you, man, honestly, it's one of those plays where in my 10-year career, I don't think I've been a part of. Um, If you play that play between me and Eddie, 10 times out of 10, one of us tag him down. Too much football IQ uh, between the two of us for to let a play like that happen. So obviously it's just one of them things will keep you up at night. Um, you can deal with a lot of things, but, you know, we touch them down. You never know how that changes the momentum. 
Um, just like they got to stop on uh, a turnover in the red zone, change the momentum for them. Who knows what that could have did for us? So, uh, obviously, man, that's a tough. That's tough, man. Something, something as simple as touching a guy down. You know, they teach you that, uh, and literally, uh, obviously, it's just a, it's just a play that can't happen, shouldn't happen, and, and won't happen again, man. As long as I, uh, I'm employed by the National Football League, and I'm sure Eddie feel the same way. Now I got to hand it to Tayshon Gibson. He stood up there, he took it um, like you should. I mean, they screwed up. And I'm sure that as as uh, Jefferson was running for the touchdown, they both realized, damn, all we had to do was touch him. He's down. Um, but they didn't. And uh, so I give him some credit for talking about it. And it is a play that you learn, you know, everybody on their couch is sitting there yelling, touch yeah. him down, touch him down. And that's the frustrating part. And when you saw first, <laughs> first you see the Bears getting intercepted going into the end zone, and then you see that play. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, there's a reason uh, the alcohol sales were up big last week. Well, and I know we have to break, but the, with Eddie Jackson, he got paid last year, and a lot of people on Twitter are saying he's a different guy, and he's not as good a guy or he's not as consistent a, a player as you need to be since he got paid. So immediately people are questioning his want to, I guess. You know, oh, I got mine, so I'm okay. I, you don't bring it every week. I mean, that that play can't happen, but no. we haven't seen enough good Eddie Jackson consistently enough since he got the big money. Yeah. There was also a cut earlier this week, I heard it, um, where they had Eddie Jackson mic'd up, and he was talking to his defensive players. And he was basically saying, listen, anybody can tackle. We got to go out and get the ball. We got to take the ball away. We got to strip the ball. Apparently, Eddie Jackson, not everybody can tackle. Well, uh, well, here, we've got that for you right here. Separate you. You're going to make a tackle or you're going to get the football. Come on, bro. Everybody can tackle. Dude wasn't going to separate you, bro. You still fight for a spot. A million people get tackled. Everybody can't get the ball. Yeah, not everybody can tackle, apparently, well, Eddie. So why don't we start with the tackling before yeah. we go for the takeaways? Exactly. Tackling is more important than taking the ball away. You, you, you know, they had the 36 takeaways in uh, 2018, yeah. but you know yeah. what? They had some tackles, too. Well, and the, look, every, every Lovey, that was a mantra. I mean, he, yeah. he embedded that in their psyche. We, we, we're the team that takes the ball away. Right. That's great. And if you have special talent that can execute that, but that is more of a gamble. Just do the fundamental stuff. Yeah. Just stop the plays in front of you. Just get the guy down when you're supposed to. The opportunities to take the ball away will come. But if you're really mind, if your mindset is going, I'm going to take the ball away before I'm going to stop the guy. You're going to have games like that. Yeah, you certainly are. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're here till eleven o'clock. Then it is Chicago's college tailgate. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN one thousand. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Bears and Bengals along the lakefront tomorrow, a noon kickoff. Talking more about it, Hanley and Hubner here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776. Um, there is a lot of White Sox stuff going on today. It's a Saturday. That means White Sox Weekly at 3.30. Jesse Rogers will be joining you for a couple hours. Then at 5.30, the pregame. And the White Sox taking on the Rangers. Once again, Lance Lynn getting the ball for the White Sox. We've got Chicago's College Tailgate coming up at 11 o'clock with uh, Black and Abdallah. Um, you know, Brian, um, we've talked about this leading up to the season when Justin Fields is, is he going to play? How long is he going to be on the bench and all that kind of stuff? And um, 
we think, I, I, I think you agree, is that the, the players in the locker room are going to know mm-hmm. who the better guy is during practice, who the guy is that gives them a better chance to win. And it's not like, well, we can just wait till next year. In football, you can't wait till next year. No. In football, you have to, you know, if you're Nagy and Pace, I guess you can say, well, listen, we've got our quarterback going forward. We can win. Well, the players can't. Because you never know when their season is going to end. Well, you never know when their career is going to end. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Keish- well, and look at this division too. By the way. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I said. Well, the Bears are tied for first. Right, and yeah. that's the 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 glass half full take, yep. right? Yeah. But I thought you know the that you're one Aaron Rodgers injury away from the division, other than Detroit being in play for yeah. the Bears in Minnesota. Well, maybe the the soap opera and all that. One week is one week, but three points and he looked awful, right? Yeah. Maybe there is a hangover there. Um, maybe the division is in play. And and so that sense of urgency, again, are you telling me that you would have the same game plan with Justin Fields last week? Again, uh, Andy Dalton did what they asked him to do. Right, right. Justin Fields can do more than Andy Dalton. He sure. just can't. He's a yeah. different quarterback. Yeah. So he can make things happen. He, he can throw on the run. He can throw deep on the run. Um, I just, this division, uh, you know, maybe the Packers win the next 10. I don't know. But for one week, they look very fallible. And, and why wouldn't you, to, to your point, you can't say, well, this is a learning year for Justin right. and we hope to be a playoff team and yada, yada, yada. You, you should pedal to the metal because you might have a real opportunity to do something here. Yeah, there's no absolutely no doubt about that. And if you can compete in this division, you've got to put your best guys out there. You've got to put your best players on the field. And if, in fact, Justin Fields is better, now he's got to prove to the coaching staff that he can take over an offense and run the offense and not have question marks and things like that. I want to play some Nagy stuff because people asked Matt Nagy about this this week, but Keyshawn Johnson, who is on every Monday through Friday um, on ESPN 1000 before Cap and Jay Hood, he joined Cap and Jay Hood. I think he's going to be joining him throughout the year. And was asked, how much influence does the locker room have on the quarterback decision? Major, major, major. The moment you start hearing veteran players flirting and gushing over a young talent, that's because they see something. And they're applying the pressure on the staff in Ryan Pace to make a decision because they feel like the season's going to be lost if they don't. It happens all the time. Nothing new. Um, and so they've got to make that decision and, and live with it. If that decision is, hey, this guy's our guy and he's good, then that's what you do. You live with it. If they make a decision to stay with Andy Dalton, then they can mess around and then the players will start to turn on them. And they don't want that. No, and that's what I think all that, you know, the entire Bear um, organization has to be concerned about that. Because if the players start the revolt, then all of a sudden you see, okay, now what happens? Um, now what are they going to do? And little little comments like not throwing the ball more than 10 yards and things like that. And Yeah, Marquise Goodwin yeah. Know, told that line. Yep, exactly. And, 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 and we talked about it months ago. Yeah. As you just said, everyone in the locker room knows who the better player is and the, whether it's quarterback or tackle or pick a position. Right. But the most important position is the quarterback. Yep. So when you had Jimmy Graham, I believe he was the first one to say he's Russell Wilson. And to Keyshawn's point, when you have the leaders on that team gushing about the kid and week in, week out, 
everyone on that offense, boy, look what this kid can do. You don't even know, you know, the confidence he has and everything else. And it's not a cockiness either. No, no. You you know, you start doing, you come up with game plans that you're not going to test the Rams. We're only going to throw 10 yards and let's go. Strike one. Keyshawn is right. Check all the boxes. Matt Nagy, the one thing he's consistently had, apparently, are players wanting to play for him. He's a likable guy. Exactly. He respects them and all that. They all talk about how, you know, everything was so good in, inside House Hall, known as finger pointing last year during the six-game losing streak. Okay, that's all wonderful. You you hold back the guy who can be a difference maker for more than a few weeks, you, you're going to lose that locker room. Yep. You're going to lose that offense. Yeah, and nothing will be worse than that. Um, one of the uh, many uh, College of Coaches on the offensive side for the Chicago Bears, Bill Lazor, talked earlier this week about Fields and uh, about him being ready. Um, I, I I would have said after the preseason he that, that he's moving quickly and ready for whatever's thrown at him. So I, I don't think anything's changed. If he's ready for it, then why why isn't he getting those additional chances? Uh, I, I think Matt's probably addressed what his philosophy is on the quarterback position. I don't think that's. Me to answer that. Okay, I'm sure if Oops. you're Bill Lazor, you say Oops. I'm done. Can I get? A, can I leave now? Yeah. Can yeah, I go I home? Yeah. yeah. Can Oops. I go home? Here's what Matt yeah. Nagy had to say uh, about Lazor's comments. Well, that's real. I mean, Justin has uh, he's done a really good job at um, advancing in in his knowledge of this offense um, better than I thought. You know, which is good. Uh, he's he's had last week. He had a great week of practice. Uh, which is great because he's he's working on not just um, his footwork and his mechanics and his fundamentals, but he's also working on the mental side of knowing that he's going out there to try to rip people's hearts out, you know, in practice and do and be great and make our defense uh, better by by being a great quarterback. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you go back and you say, well, you hope that's the case because if that is, then you feel good as to why you went to to draft him, right, and why you did that, rather than the other side where you're, you're, it's a struggle and it doesn't feel right. Um, this one right now, the way it's going, he's done a great job, and we feel good about being able to move up to get him for sure. Okay, I almost fell off my chair I know. when he said he's advancing in his knowledge of this offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, no, he's probably laughing. It's like, is this what you wanted me to learn? Well, no, okay. that, this is the same guy a week or two ago said it takes four years to learn the offense. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, which is it? I mean, right. you know, you telling me that he's not going to be ready for four years? I mean, when Nagy said that two weeks ago, I just wanted to scream. Yeah. Like, I, I, check back with me in year six. We'll, we'll have it down to a science by then. Come on. Right. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. One more cut from Nagy I want to play because it says, is Fields torching the defense? Uh, on the scout team, and uh, the reporters no doubt wanted to find out about how well he's doing since they don't get a chance to watch it all. I, I have, and and he's, uh, you know, Pat, he's done a really good job in scout team, um, the look team, all last week, and even the week before that that we had. Uh, he's making he's making some of those special throws, and it doesn't mean he's always torching our defense. There might be one where he drops back and has to scramble, and it would have been a sack, but he's finishing the play and then makes a good throw. Uh, there's others where he is making really good throws. So those are the ones that when when we all talk about the growth of Justin and where he's at, and if it's not on on game day, then 
are we being able to see him grow in practice with with those type of throws? And he's doing that right now. That's a positive. We like that. We want more of that. And they're not just, you know, they're, they're really good throws. So that's on him to make sure that he continues to do that so that he can grow. But he also stays within what Sean's looking for from the, from the second-team quarterback, you know, from the look team. So it's all positive right now, and that's great. Well, think about what he just said. And mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're Justin Fields, the first week you're running scout team, so you get to run Matthew Stafford plays. And mm-hmm. this week you get to run Joe Burrow plays. And next week you get to run Baker Mayfield plays. Mm-hmm. Geez, well, yeah. what is there not to like about that? Well, <laughs> You're going to go in and torture your defense just the way Matthew Stafford probably did. I was going to say, I hope he had as good a practice as Matt Stafford had a Sunday night. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, God, it is frustrating. I mean, it is. They made, yeah. they made the move. They got the move. You wonder if things would have been different if they didn't go and get um, Andy Dalton before. Uh, because the whole thing, this laid out exactly the same way it did with, with Glennon, where they signed him before yeah. the draft. The same thing happens. You sign Dalton before the draft, and then you go on out and you get a, you surprisingly get a quarterback that nobody thought you were going to be able to get. Well, but two things: Dalton's better than Glennon ever was going to be, yep. uh, just by career. Yeah, and Justin Fields is going to be a hell of a lot better than Trubisky. Than, yeah, yeah. And, but you here you you paid Dalton ten million dollars and said he's a starter. Didn't promise him. Just told him he was, but it's not a promise. And he made what? Two million bucks with the Cowboys last week, uh, last year. Three, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. whatever. He got right. a seven million dollar raise. So you're not even capitalizing on the rookie salary cap. It's so important to to get the best out of your young quarterback when you're paying them a a team friendly wage before you have to pick up, you know, the option and, and talk big money with them. And you're not even getting that at least for this year because you're overpaying Andy Dalton, right? And Nick Foles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, who's standing there with the hat on looking nice and just, <laughs> he has a hard time sitting down because his wallet's so big. Um, callers hang in there, we'll get to you. We'll wrap up our poll questions. We've got Chicago's College Tailgate coming up at 11 o'clock here on ESPN 1000. This hour brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. They host Rutgers, Minnesota, Iowa, and Purdue this fall. Tickets on sale now at nusports.com. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. We'll wrap up our poll questions in a bit as Black and Abdallah about ready to come in for Chicago's college tailgate. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner. Let's go to Willow Springs and Mike. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Mike. Fred, thanks for taking my call. I called you last week and I'm a Ram fan and, uh, predicted a victory uh but I, I really didn't call for a victory lap per se it's more so again to just expose Nagy and pace for the clown show that they are uh you know Nagy and, and training camp said this is the best roster and deepest depth he's ever had he's he's out of his mind um which, i mean what are you talking about the 70 million to robert quinn the 10 million to andy dalton when no one else was going to give him two million um, let, letting go of Fuller and Leno, trading up for uh, Kevin Jenkins, and then disingenuously hiding his injury, and then Nagy lying about it, saying, oh, well, we, so we signed Peters, but that had nothing to do with Tevin Jenkins getting right. hurt. It right. had everything to do with Tevin Jenkins getting hurt. Sure, it was the only reason. The yeah, it was the only reason. As a Rams fan, you're going to enjoy the hell out of your, well, it's going to be tough, but uh, your uh, West opponents, 
because that's yeah. that's going to be yeah. the best division in football, yeah. and, without a doubt. And I know you're a Niner fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, and then, be... yeah, and they only had three injuries in the first game of the season. I mean, uh, yeah, most yeah, Mostert, yeah, yeah, Durant, like and Greenlaw yeah, all go it. down. Oh, that's, that's crazy. It. That's unfortunate. We'll, we don't like to see that. We'll talk some more, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. the Niners, their very first game, they have a big lead. And then in the last two minutes, the uh, the Lions score like 17 points. And some people lost on that. Um, if you got the Niners early in the week, it was 7.5. I think uh, by game time, it was 9.5, um, the spread. So some people lost as the Niners gave up a bunch of points late in the contest. But, yeah, they lose Mostert after two carries. A cornerback, Verrett, goes out. And then uh, Greenlaw, who had an interception return for a touchdown, goes out with a groin injury. He's out four to six weeks. It's that's like, why That's why there's a, about you know, a handful of guys in Vegas who are yep. sharps who line up on Sunday night for the opening lines for the following week. Yeah. And they get their bets in right away. Yep, you're right. Let's go to uh, Tyler Rocky, see how our uh, two poll questions did. Uh, first one, David Montgomery had 17 total touches against the Rams, 16 carries, one reception. Will he have more or less against the Bengals? So this is the first of two lopsided polls here. More touches in the lead at 75%. We can only hope, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> hopefully that means you had a lead throughout the game and you just want to run the ball and run the clock. Or, or you learned how to... You know, run no, and mix no. him. In. No, he wouldn't do no, that. Okay. I don't. I don't have enough faith in the in Nagy for that. I just hope hope you find a way to a ten point lead and you're yeah. smart enough to just keep it out of their hands. Well, that's that's one of the other questions: is uh, which play caller are you more concerned with, Matt Nagy or Sean Desai? And tomorrow they are more concerned with Matt Nagy, eighty five percent of the God. vote. I mean, See, I, I'm 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 Sean Desai. So am I. I'm, I'm done with Matt Nagy. I, I just I have no faith moving forward. He no. is who he is. And he sold Ryan Pace wouldn't be the first one, sold a bill of goods. And he's just a, I don't even an average guy, but Sean Desai, Ivy League guy, players love him. Everyone sings his praises, want to play for him. And that, that was the result. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was, and they kept, you know, they'd show him once in a while and it's like, okay, what's he going to do? It's not his fault that Eddie Jackson and Tayshawn Gibson don't touch the guy down. It is well, his fault. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you could, it's like anything else. You can tell a guy everything you want. I remember, you know, in, in anything, college basketball, every, every sport, you can coach them till you're, you know, till you've, you do as much as you can. Then they take the field and there's nothing you can do. Well, there is because there's accountability. And what's the most, what, how do you keep a player accountable? Playing time. Now I don't. I know you don't have that luxury necessarily no, because you can't pull him out because you got no one to fill in for him. Well, you're going to have to find a way. Yeah. Now, if it's for a play or a series or something, you have to say, "Come take a seat and think about what you just didn't do." Yeah. And then get back out there and do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you're right. Uh, if you're driving around, you may want to uh, go see Sylvie today. Yeah, right? today he will be in Antioch doing a bar crawl to qualify you for a trip to Vegas. Uh, with Waddle and Sylvie, and he'll be at Anastasia's at 2 o'clock, Wings, etc. at 2.40, and then Rivalry Alehouse. And get to all three, because if you go to all three, yep, you get three chances to qualify there. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, Brian, you and I will have to pay our own way to get out there. Well, yeah. we, we're, I've spent uh, more money for less enjoyable <laughs> things, believe me. <laughs> There's no doubt. Brian, uh, nice to talk to you. We'll talk yeah. to you again next week. Take care, Fred. Thanks to Tyler Rocky. Thanks to you for listening right here on ESPN 1000. Don't go anywhere. Chicago's College Tailgate is next.